0: This is what I look like right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah!
0: Got the Fred Durst look going going on. Although
2: that's a football jersey and you need to be wearing a baseball jersey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm sorry. Brent
1: Fabre is the only. He's a a
3: baseballer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's he's a big
0: baller. (laughs) Well, not really a big baller. I mean, it's
1: uh, more like an average size baller.
0: Yeah. You know, he was the first quarterback to record his own sack. We went over this, Evan.
1: That's not true. (laughs) Plenty of NFL guys have sent dick pics to random women, okay? Mm, Plenty of them. Probably the vast majority of them. I think you actually
3: have to do it to get drafted.
1: That's true. (laughs) Well, uh... Oh, there's a dick. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. (laughs) And on this illustrious episode of Fred Durst Friday, and you know what... Just one of those days where you just want to kick back, relax with a nice, refreshing, cold glass of hot dog flavored water. Take mm-hmm. those fucking baseball caps, put them backwards, get your nice bestest jersey, and fucking listen to Fred Durst Friday.
2: Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> um. So, uh, we brought out a new guest just for Fred Durst Friday here. Do you want to introduce yourself?
0: What up, y'all? It's uh it's your boy Fred D <laughs> undercover. Um <Yeah. laughs> no, this is Evan from Dick Pearls. Yeah. And I have come on today uh in the spirit of our our lovely saint Fred, which is sort for Fred Durst. And, <laughs> yeah, um, by uh you, you came to talk today about
1: William Frederick Durst, and that is his literal name, by the way. Jesus. <laughs> Wonderful <laughs> name. No, oh, it's just fine. That sounds like some 1800s politician. That I know, would right? probably be pro slavery a... or something. Yeah, I was like, Fre- Frederick? What, like Frederick fucking Flintstone?
3: <laughs> he actually wears a powdered wig on his cock. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, and of course, we have George returning from the infas- uh, infamous, uh, soon to be infamous uh, Snowden, uh, Lord of War. Oh, I think those are the ones we watched. I don't even
2: remember. Yeah, now. Snowden and Lord yes, of War. Controversial, uh, controversial uh, ending. Yes, it's highly controversial in this
1: room, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) luckily you were on my side, so... Uh, And today on this bracket, we will be reviewing the Fred Durst collaborative efforts, songs today, outside the live version uh, by the band Stained, performed only by Aaron Lewis acoustically because the song would not be recorded on a studio album for about two years, and the corn song from follow the leader all in the family which fred durst is on and also does an amazing job so would you guys like to talk about outside first sure all right so it's an american classic the the outside live uh version is recorded in biloxi mississippi i mean the the best city to record (laughs) a new metal uh acoustic version of a song in, in 1999, I believe. One of the most new um, metal cities yes, in Biloxi, the Yes, Biloxi, Mississippi. Well-known <laughs> location. for For new
3: metal. Uh, population of... But
1: uh I mean you're know, talk uh, talk about cage fight. It's funny that like we were reviewing um, uh, a, a song that was recorded yeah, 46, 46,
2: we, we forty six thousand We people <laughs> that, that was
1: recorded in a state in sandwiched in between two states where Fred, uh, not Fred where Nick Cage uh, does his movies, Alabama and Louisiana. Yes.
4: Oh. Some fun facts about Biloxi, it is known for its casinos, and Biloxi Lighthouse stands next to Biloxi Beach on the Mississippi Sound.
5: Yes. Which, Which is guess what
1: uh, the song outside, live version, uh, talks uh, much about, as both those things. Uh, yeah, you yeah, ever been to sure. Biloxi? No. I have not.
3: I haven't had the no. pleasure.
1: I mean, oh, I did go to this concert, explore
3: but... the
4: Jefferson Davis Presidential Library. Apparently, oh, no. <laughs> hell yeah. yeah, yeah
5: Jefferson
3: no. Davis is what they uh, were called before they became Jefferson Airplane. <laughs> For, uh, yeah, I
2: know.
5: It's not the worst <laughs> place I ever been. I'll say that much. Oh hell
2: yeah! Oh, okay. Uh, where Where is the worst place you've ever been? Out of curiosity.
5: Um. Probably. Um. In this geez. room. <laughs> <Thank you.
2: laughs> Damn. I think you're going to get pitch shifted.
3: Damn it. Sorry, Dave. I'm just kidding. I was just kidding. Standing now. <laughs> this but is why he didn't vote for Lord of War. Don't <laughs> mad about it.
4: Oh, uh, yeah.
1: So, yes, uh, we're going to be talking about this. The song came out in 1999 off of the, lo- uh, off the album Family Values Tour 2. It features Aaron Lewis of the lovely band Stained and Fred Durst as uh, backing vocals. For it, yes. Uh, now, some fun, <laughs> uh, one one major fun fact of the song is that um, Aaron Lewis actually wrote part of the song while in the dressing room before they took the song out. So the reason that Fred Durst barely adds anything is that he was only aware of the sort of skeleton of the song. Where he's like, I'm on the outside. That's the only yeah, that's part no he actually way.
3: knew.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's and shocking. Impossible isn't it? to tell.
3: He and, wrote yeah. uh, a lot of it in the dressing room before the performance and the rest of it uh, on stage while performing <laughs> it.
1: Because we all know that Aaron Lewis is a very, very talented musician who puts a lot of thought into his songs and didn't write it on a fucking pizza box or something. Yeah, like he's like, oh, a yeah. true like patriot. Warren did with fucking Cherry Pie. This is not what happened with Outside and Aaron Lewis. We all know that for a fact. Yeah. Um, Mike Mashok put in months of talent to help record the guitar parts for that.
2: (laughs) Uh, On this track, I feel like Fred Durst, he feels like he's... You know, he's giving it some really half-hearted singing where he's like, harmonies. Because he's like, I, you can tell he's not really sure of the words or something like that, and or he's not really sure of his part. And you usually when you have two people on stage, you would expect them to be singing like harmonies with one another and not singing the same part, only slightly quieter <laughs> and slightly out of tune with one another. But um, and
3: He definitely downed like a liter of Southern comfort before coming out on stage because he is like way the more... Ship-based. Way more hype than the the song allows. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So. Oh,
4: absolutely. Also, definitely, when I think Limb Biscuit, I'm like definitely stripped down acoustic guitar balance.
1: Did you ever heard? Did you ever hear, hear Limb Biscuit live and unplugged? The MTV. Version? Oh man. Do they really
2: have an MTV unplugged? No, I wish. I know Corn did. <laughs> I know Corn did. Heard yeah, it. I remember I that. Own it.
0: Biscuit should have done
3: unplugged, where they did their cover of Behind Blue Eyes twelve times. I would fucking wow. watch that.
0: <laughs> Honestly, for this performance in particular, Fred Durst should have done an unplugged performance where he just unplugged his fucking microphone.
1: <laughs> oh, <dear>. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, throwing some shade. Got him. Um, got his I, ass. I will say the 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 one thing that Fred Durst does add is some amazing hype man lines, which I wrote them down. <laughs> Quote unquote, Biloxi! This is the real motherfucking deal, y'all. And by the way, not nearly as coherent as I just said. <laughs> no, definitely and not. And all the
0: while um the guitar was just being really soft and emotional. Fred Durst was <laughs> He's on the outside. like this shit's cool as fuck, yo. And and, and by the way, I,
1: I know I know I made this reference earlier, which these guys loved, but uh the song Outside and I'm looking in was originally written about Aaron Lewis uh looking at uh Goatsy for the first time. <laughs> What? <laughs> and the other amazing hype man line is always i'm feeling those lighters yeah <laughs>
4: <laughs> damn hey i respect someone who engages with the audience like that and yeah.
3: and yeah. to capture the energy in the room so beautifully
1: yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i love like there's like there's like a oh i swear to god there's like a moment in,
3: Holy shit.
1: And he's like looking like a fucking kid just saying like a a science fair project. Like, oh, people are actually excited to see us out here. Look at me now, ma. Yeah oh my god and uh the other note i added was that fred literally adds nothing to this performance except for just some random hype man lines that are completely inappropriate for the tone of the song
2: yeah <laughs>
3: he really doesn't do anything yeah, the all. fact that they it, even bothered to put featuring fred
1: durst on like in spotify is fucking insane And mm-hmm. and what's amazing about this is that i didn't even know for a long time that there was an actual studio version because whenever like some random like butt rock station plays this song. They only <laughs> played the live version with Fred Durst. I don't know if it's because those are cheaper to license or what, but I see this swear is to God.
4: this is actually the stop making sense of Limp Biscuit, where some of the more well known versions are from the live one, so this is their stop
1: making sense. It's like cheap tricks first live album <laughs> <laughs> yeah this
3: is, I mean, and honestly, one of the classic live performances ever recorded, oh um, yeah. You know, you have <laughs> sure. you have uh, Brian Singer at Live Aid. Uh, you have um, the Beatles on the rooftop and then you have Fred
0: Durst <laughs> with Stained. With Stained In Biloxi. <laughs> I will say, though, that while Fred Durst may have had like a not spectacular performance, I listened to the song like two or three times. And the wow. first time o- overall, I was like, Ugh. and then the second time I listened to it, I was like, OK, this song is actually like. I don't like this kind of music normally, but it was very well composed, I guess, hmm. and it it just had a good vibe to it. I like, mean, it's I, catchy, I, I, I will sure. say that, and this this is damning with faint
1: praise, but this is easily stain's best song, and I know that <laughs> it means nothing, but like I gotta give it to it. It's been a while. It's been
3: yeah. a while. <laughs> Since I
2: fucked you <laughs>
3: On my mother's bed <laughs> I
5: was washing Zander Lee.
3: Hell yeah That's
5: pretty solid Nickelback at least <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> I mean it's all the same
1: uh,
5: Look at this photograph <laughs> Portage, Indiana is like, the worst place uh, I've ever been Yes, definitely Indiana I,
3: I, I think uh, the only well, thing that Indiana
5: could entire, Well, they're most of Indiana But Portage in particular
1: I'm surprised mm. it wasn't Gary, to be honest. Good old Gary. Well,
5: Gary's terrible, but Gary's at least novel <laughs> for being as horrible as Gary is. Yeah, that's a good point. It's an interesting, terrible.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I think the only thing that would improve this performance for me is if uh, Scott Stapp was playing the guitar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Even though he's a singer. <laughs> and, Hell yeah. Well, he does shred.
3: I mean, yeah. Oh, he yes. shreds. I've seen this. He could shreds. be Yarling in the background. Uh,
1: I-, I wish there was uh, uh, a guy with angel wings flying <laughs> while his song was <laughs> going. Oh fuck! Any any final thoughts before we go on to the next song? Uh, greatest song ever
3: recorded since the national
1: anthem. I just listening to him being
4: like, "You're ugly on the inside." I was <laughs> like, "Oh, you need to fucking
1: calm down, dude." <laughs> like, this I guy, no, he, it's, was, it's, he was it's feeling it cause though. inside you're ugly. <laughs> Ugly yeah. like me Cause he, I suck shit. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> wrote that. Fred Durst
2: really seems to vibe with that line in particular too. If you watch the performance.
0: But. Well, if
1: you ever like listen to Three Dollar Bill, he has like a lot of songs where like I fuck it suck, I'm a piece of shit, I'm a loser, and it's like, wow, okay. Well, just, he's right. Therapy though. session.
3: <laughs> Damn. Uh, Aaron Lewis actually uh, wrote this song um, when his girlfriend betrayed him uh, by bumming a cigarette from another man. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh,
4: um, uh, pretty anything. dark place. My also, she didn't know they were dating,
0: yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. And I'm sorry, Evan. We uh, did you have anything else to add? Um, I one note that I took is that the song does have some really weird tension between the vocals and the guitar, and I really like it. And it adds a really overall like uncomfortable feeling to the song because like he never resolves that tension, so you just feel weird the entire time. I, I really like that.
1: I can definitely get that feeling. And I will say, even though, like I said, Aaron Lewis does suck shit. Um, it is definitely a song where I feel like there's a lot more emotion into it than most Stain. Because most Stain songs are really contrived. But I do feel like he's like actually that like vulnerable while writing it. So,
2: well, yeah, uh. I'm, I'm going to not speak <laughs> on this. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, as, as I do, a, as do a, as not a like Stain. As a fan of not uh, not a fan of butt rock. That, like I said, Outside is one of the few tolerable songs that Stain has ever made for me, but that is once again damning with faint praise. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think he
3: should just kill himself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, in Minecraft. In Minecraft, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, uh, the next song we are going to cover is I think the song we all really want to talk about. It is All in the Family, once again off of Korn's third album, Follow the Leader, and the only song with Fred Durst on that album. Yeah. Um, now I'm going to say my opinion, uh, in all honesty, this is literally probably the worst fucking corn song of all time. (laughs) Uh, it's awful. Uh, the guitar work is boring. Um, the, uh, the rhythm section isn't bad. I will be honest. Like the, the bass and the like drums kind of slap a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, the vocals are terrible. And it's like five and a half fucking minutes long. Mm-hmm. Are you listening
3: to a different <laughs> song when you say the vocals were terrible?
1: Two or- uh, things: I got your beans in my bag. <laughs> you suck! I'm suck. <laughs> You corny motherfucker.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I think. Uh, my opinion on this one I don't know if I would say it's Korn's literal Worst song but it's probably their worst Off of their early albums at least It like,
1: is at least the worst song off of Follow the Leader Like there is oh, no very competition Definitely the
2: worst one on Follow the Leader Uh, Probably the worst thing to come out On every album Until like their second untitled album Yeah it's probably the worst, <laughs>
1: it's probably the worst Korn song of at least the 90s and like the First half of the 2000s by far mm-hmm. It is I have miserable a, I have a hot take
0: here I guess Oh god I'm so fucking oh, ready for it when I first listened to Follow the Leader to completion like three or four years ago, I I liked All in the Family more than what I think was the worst song, Camel
1: no fucking shit i actually love cameltosis so the fact that like you think all in the all the family's better than that blows my goddamn mind that is a nuclear take for me it was
0: mostly because i didn't like the style of the um guest vocalist in cameltosis and just all in the family just shocked me when i first heard and i'm like (laughs) God damn, this is really funny and, and another like f- a fucking weird thing for uh follow the leader
1: is follow the leader is literally the first album i listened to in its entirety when i was like 13 like literally the first album i ever listened to in its entirety so when even when all in the family happened when i was like uh, i listened to it when i was 12 or 13 even then i'm like god this sucks shit it's so, like when a 12 or 13 year old new metal kid thinks it sucks that's you know it's really yeah bad.
3: i was i was very into corn in high school and this was a skip track yeah, uh, yeah i skip this song
1: <laughs> basically every time
3: yeah <laughs> And, I mean, I liked Limp Biscuit somewhat at the time, uh, but uh, I was not down for this.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: I will say, yeah, the guitar was first exposure for me. So. <laughs> okay. Really? I'm
3: well, so Welcome okay. glad. to the family. Yeah. Welcome to <laughs> the You
1: are
0: now all in the family. <laughs> yeah. this. Uh, oh, don't worry. We we hate you, dude. Don't worry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you hate me. Yeah. And I hate you.
0: Just one you. of the game. Yeah, this, uh, you know, what? I
2: will say the only real redeeming thing about this musically is the rhythm section does all right. The The guitar oh, work absolutely. is pretty fucking bad and boring. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's, uh, um, so without further ado, should we go into the live version? Oh,
2: definitely. Because the live oh.
1: version blows the studio version out of the I did not fucking watch water. The live version. Okay, so it, it starts off with like a DJ, like DJ Lethal's doing his fucking thing. And it's like a circular stage thing where there's like a cage in the middle of it for some reason. Not Nicolas Cage, but a, like a steel cage Damn. thing in the middle. I of choose it. to believe
2: it's Nicolas Cage. And though. for
1: the first minute or so, they're kind of hyping it up. He's like, yeah, what's up? And then they get into the song. Jonathan Davis is wearing a giant pink fur coat for some reason. Yeah. No um, That's guilt. like a robe. The, I think it's a house coat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like a bathrobe or some shit. Um, both. I don't know. It kind of uh, looks like something Cameron would. Would wear. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So, huh. uh, all of Limp Bizkit and all of Corn. Hell yeah! Exactly. All of Limp Bizkit and all Corn are on this version. They are all playing their instruments while doing this. Um,
2: yeah. Uh, well, um, the way it's set up, I guess it's almost like a battle of the bands thing, where Corn is on like the left side of the stage, and Limp yeah. Bizkit is on the right. And during Fred Durst parts, Limp Bizkit plays the backing track, and during Corn's parts, Corn plays the yeah the, uh, and they do it very well, well and they're, cl- <laughs>
1: they're clearly not drunk or high off their ass while they're doing it no not at um, all and <laughs> about, so about a minute and 30 seconds into the so- into the live version there's just a guy break dancing on the, side of the stage
0: <laughs> no no it's-, it's not just at that part it's that to the end no you're you're, you're and right i took a note specifically and i said that break dancers they are quite a treat. that you are correct but the first
1: time they show up the camera just pans slowly to the guy break dancing and i was crying laughing i'm like that is so out of place it's just stupid and um and some other uh, choice observations. so we i don't think we got into uh the major theme of on the family is that it's really homophobic <laughs> yeah it is very oh, homophobic oh, like every <laughs> last instance it can be um and uh, I had a I had a choice fucking quote um this song has more homophobic slurs and is more homophobic um than showing of midnight cowboy at the Westboro Baptist Church like this, movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, this that, like, the song is so anti gay that you're just like, God damn. Was like the Westboro Baptist Church responsible for writing me some of these lyrics? Because Jesus Christ. Oh, I don't
4: know, but then it, it, felt, it felt like it was, like, it might have been tongue in cheek. Like, the whole time I was like, wow, this is crazy homophobic. And then at the end, when they start being like, oh, I actually love you, and now talk, we're starting to laugh to about it. <sighs> Yeah, I was like, are they saying that this like over macho posturing is uh, is hiding their fear and uh latent sexuality and i was like what the fuck are they trying to say with and, this and, thing and i will
1: uh, d- definitely say as well i like that jonathan davis kind of ended up he's like he's like i'm gonna lick your little taint and it's like that's what stopped fred he's like
0: wait what that's
5: what <laughs> oh, yeah, stopped
1: that's,
0: fred durst mm. that's the best fred part durst of, does knock it down with taint play <laughs> that's the best part of the entire song in the studio and the live version is they're talking about like yo you like get butt fucked by your uncle Joe while your sister's on her knees waiting for your little peanut, and then all that sort of stuff. And then it's like, I'm gonna lick your taint.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> you you don't know where that taint's been, dude. He was probably got some real swamp ass that day. And I will say, it's it's getting butt fucked by your uncle Chuck. Yeah you got to uh, get the rhyme yeah. in there, correct? Getting uh, butt-fucked uh, by but, your Uncle Chuck.
2: i got to ask y'all, who do you think won? Jonathan Davis or Fred Durst? Oh, I, I
1: think Jonathan Davis easily because he stopped Fred in his fucking tracks. Oh, with the with the taint comment? Yeah. Mm. And also, I mean, he had the most archaic... Fred Durst easily had the most archaic references. I mean, he mentioned oh, fucking Hanson, call, you Austin Powers. I mean, come on.
0: Mm-hmm. Although, no, that makes it clear. <throat> you no,
1: know, John- Jonathan Davis had the best won. reference and the one that aged the best by calling him Vanilla Ice. No, oh, yeah. Vanilla Ice is still fucking famous. It's true. Whereas oh, Hanson no, and Austin all Powers, all no. Yeah,
4: people know Hanson. People know Hanson. <laughs> I but also know. people know Austin Powers.
2: I have to say that uh, Fred Durst sounds a lot more at home uh, in in a rap battle. So I kind of have to give it to him based off his delivery alone. Are Although we have Jonathan to a, a break, a, break a tie with. Him. <laughs> 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 oh, I don't
4: talked.
5: know. Like uh, I, I haven't been paying well, attention fire at fire all, this. but. Um, Did y'all notice the line where he says, uh, he asked him if his horse can do a wheelie? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can your horse do a fucking wheelie? (laughs) Yeah, he won right there. You sure got a purd mouth.
3: I will say Um, that uh, basically every single line of this song was straight hot fire.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, Evan, what, what was your favorite line? Oh, the whole song, honestly. It, it, it does <laughs> spit fire. I mean, I
0: will say my favorite line was, you gotta lay off the bacon. <laughs> oh, yeah. When I, <laughs> like, when I first heard this, I was a lot edgier, so that's probably why I really liked the song. And even now that I'm less edgy, this song is still really fucking funny. And
1: you know, that's the thing, though.
0: I feel like... like- yeah. I feel like Jonathan
1: Davis spit more hot fire because he was the only one that actually had somebody be like, yo, dude, you're going to like would feel is like, yo, you better watch your fucking mouth, dude. You're, you're spitting too much fucking fire. Mm. Whereas Fred Durst, oh. like none of his shit really hit that hard where Jonathan Davis, like he had to have somebody say like, you're going to hurt his fucking feelings. And then like he stopped Fred Durst in his tracks. I'm like, I feel like he, he hit more day.
2: hard. It's true. I guess. Are yeah. You? Jonathan Davis. I, I, I can agree with you on that. He's better. Uh, he, he has some more hard hitting lines and shit like that. Uh, I guess I'm going more based off the live version because I feel it's only fair to compare a live version well, to a live version. And in that case, Jonathan Davis is—he's got to be incredibly
1: wasted at that point. Well, no, everyone's cause wasted because <laughs> I don't know if you noticed at the very tail end when Fred Durst is like, I don't know, attempting to rape head. I don't know <laughs> what <laughs> going on. Yeah, the yeah, I don't know what's
0: going <laughs> on I there didn't... either. And like, I uh, took a note and I, I said that.
2: Oh no, Wait, I'm
0: sorry, John was. John was notably softer in his gritty vocalizations than in the album, and Fred was the opposite. John John Davis was just so out of energy and just so limp-dick in the live version, and Fred just kept it, Kept it a huna the whole time. It, and, and I will say, though, too,
1: you you are correct in the live version. Really awesome. I think Fred does do a little bit better because like Jonathan Davis actually has to hand the mic towards head. He's like, what the fuck? like head has, to, you know that you're fucked up when you're like, head, you're more coherent right now. <laughs> yeah. Back in like 1998, like yeah, that was, when head was of- like on. Yeah. If he had died and had an autopsy, there would have been more drugs in his system than legally exist. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. I think that
4: this is a really interesting idea. And I would love to see more bands do battle, uh, f- out, like, songs. I think that this is a fun-ass idea. You give me, like, Jeff Rosenstock going up against the Illuminati Hotties or something like that. Like, <laughs> give, me <there> fucking, is-
3: <laughs> give me Imagine Dragons versus fucking... <laughs> Versus fucking
2: uh, Kings of Leon.
5: <laughs> no, How about I Migos want the good version and and of
2: this songs. idea. Of yeah. Migos I was gonna say Mumford and Sons, and what's that other fucking band that sounded of Monsters exactly? And of Monsters. Oh, Monsters and Men. Monsters and Men. Or the Luminaries. Yeah. Three-way <laughs> yeah. battle. Migos Triple and Mumford would be pretty hilarious too. But as <laughs> Migos it- no, but I versus Buford. I, I, I want
4: like the good version of this. I think that this could be a really fun idea. No, yeah. it really could. And Ah, man they've they've stumbled on something here yeah
1: and you know yeah. honestly uh and another another really like you just blink and miss it is at the very end on the drums it's fieldy playing the drums oh yeah he, he's like he just like took over from uh, fucking uh, john otto and he's like get, get the fuck out of here i'm going to play the drums
0: oh, i missed that. I, I think i have probably the hot take of this section i'm so fucking because, excited cuz um, watching the live version of this did not make me want to see corn live. Like this it was so low energy. Uh, you know, it I I, so
1: I had the chance to see corn in Green Bay, but I remember there was a fucking massive snowstorm and I didn't buy a ticket anyway, so I'm like, Thank God I didn't. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like a twelve fucking inch snowfall, dude. It was rough. I mean it uh, worth it.
2: 14-year-old me probably would have loved to see corn live. Now, I don't know. I, c- I could take or leave I, it. But at this point, I think they were really, really fucked up. Oh, know. no,
1: they were, they were fucked up. Like, so head head was yeah. like one one gram away from just feel, fucking ODing at any given time. He this was, was before
3: they had really found God. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, he, yeah. head, head found God. Was that no? God? Was yeah, it? Before Jesus got head. Yeah, before Jesus got <laughs> head, yeah. yeah come on. Uh, corn gives head to God.
0: Um, that's
3: pretty good i will also
0: comment on the whole little tackle and love session at the end because like at the in the last uh, couple lines where in the song it's just fred and uh, john yelling at each other they like start tackling all the band members and like punching them and like trying to stuff the microphone up their ass God damn it, that was really fucking funny. It was. I,
1: I will say, I'm not one of those like lay wrong generation people like, man, I, I wish I could have been at the live performance of whatever, like music nowadays sucks, but I'm like the and one that's... person, like the, this is the one performance, like I would have loved to have been there watching that live <laughs> performance out in the pit. Yeah. Imagine Any the, performance in history. Dude, imagine, the mosh, all in the imagine the mosh pit to all in the family, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. On. And exactly. I, I will say, if being
2: at that show, if you were a huge fan of Corn and Limp biscuit, I bet that would have been a pretty fucking awesome experience there. Yeah, there's oh, yeah. a
3: bunch of dudes oh, oh. with soul patches who went fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, for both live performances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, soul patch so, central.
1: But no, I will say the live performance absolutely outpaces the studio version, and if you have to listen to any of those versions, definitely listen to the studio version. Oh,
0: shit. Any any more final thoughts before we go on to the final vote? I think John was John was too soft in his uh, his lyrics because he said, you silly hoe instead of. um. Can I can I say it? No, go for it. Can I say the actual he says, you silly hoe instead of you little faggot hoe? So, like, come on, John, you can do better than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't don't censor yourself. I mean, just because
1: the times have changed so much since 1997 and 1998. Like, I know I don't think <laughs> this changed is being recorded very slowly in
3: 1998.
1: But, yeah, That's the I exactly, mean, I am dressed know. like Fred Durst right now, so I should just let her rip.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> well, dude, I want to see your fucking dreads and your kilt
2: and your Adidas right.
1: tracksuit. No, oh, he's going to be Davis. I am John Davis's
5: defense. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Carry on.
0: I have basketball shorts I put on because I thought, like, oh, that would fit. And I thought that they would be a lot bigger. But, like, goddamn, I am moose knuckling really hard right now. <laughs> cameltosis <laughs> over there. <laughs> I, really good,
1: honestly. Mm. Oh, shit. All right.
2: Any or other sound? final thoughts? Uh, Dave, were you going to say something?
5: Well, I mean, 8 Mile hadn't come out yet, so the blueprint for how to win a rap battle hadn't really been officially kind of coordinated <laughs> at that
2: point. Oh, yeah.
5: Yeah, really. So, you know, you really can't blame them for coming with, uh, mm-hmm. you know.
1: thing. Like, I, I feel like Eminem and, like, McKee Pfeiffer, like, were at that live performance, like,
3: I think I can do this better. Yeah, this is kind of what started it all. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> On that note, this really reminds me, because it fits the framework that was set up exactly by um i don't know if you guys have seen the rap battle that was dubbed over by someone just speaking in a plain tone
3: uh, I I haven't seen that i
2: think i have. Oh, i don't know there's this,
0: there's apparently like this rap battle between two guys going on and they mute the volume and it's just some guy talking like this over the rap battle and basically it starts out like First of all, the comments that you have Proclaimed to have made about my mother are off base And second of all, the comments you have made In reference to any homophobic actions I may have committed are plainly false It, like I'm getting really big vibes Of that from All in the Family, just like Throwing homophobic uh, remarks back and forth At each other
1: I could see that, I could see that (laughs) I definitely feel like a song with that many homophobic References could not exist in 2020
2: Oh, certainly not (laughs)
1: If this song had been released even three years ago, Corn it would have gotten fucking canceled like the next day. <laughs>
3: yeah, I mean, luckily uh, it's too late. Corn for them sold. To get canceled, canceled, Cornsold.
1: sold. Yeah. Corn <laughs> corn sold. <laughs> I hope that's their next album. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jonathan Davis is like a big, like libertarian, like weird guy, so uh, he probably, uh, yeah, he probably would sounds like he's I'm fucking corn corn sold cell. to me. A corn
3: cell? <laughs> uh, uh, it's like an incel, but I uh, only fuck wearing kilts.
0: Damn, dude. <laughs> That sounds.
1: I mean, there is a lot of access, especially if you're not wearing on. Yeah, is fr-
0: your uh, is your bed like a giant bagpipe? Then
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a big bagpipe,
3: um, and uh, let me just tell you something. Uh, I add an extra pipe to it. My my
0: sheets are
1: uh, sewn together Adidas tracks. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: I actually heard uh, that they were gonna still have concerts, but um, they were worried about COVID nineteen being too contagious. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say it right now. Corn is gonna be the first band to say. Fuck your masks, brother, and they're gonna fucking put on a huge show, dude.
4: Uh, Family Gray values, 2020.
5: Is there a quarantine joke in here? Quar- quarantine,
2: quarantine, <laughs> quarantine yeah. Uh, oh. What else we got? Uh, you ever? The rhymes here are infectious. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that one sucked. It wasn't even uh, corn-based.
1: No human contact. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> You you no contact. Contract. You best fit is to stay away, motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker. No, no human contact. No human contact. That was great. Um, oh my god. So, but before we all die of all these these corny puns, uh, can 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 we get to the final vote? Ooh, uh, Dave, yeah. are you able to do a countdown for Fred Durst Friday? You Wait, know, remind me the names no. of,
3: of them again. <laughs> Outside and all in the family.
1: Yes. Okay. Looks like Dave so, is not willing to do the countdown. If you don't mind, because I, I, you know, I'll, I, I'm the host of Fred Durst Friday. I will do the countdown. So, all right. All right. three, two, one... All, all in, in the family. 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 I mean, all.
4: I feel gross.
1: about yeah. uh, <laughs> that was fucking unanimous. Like there yeah. wasn't even a uh, fucking question. I think we yeah. can
3: all agree that we pretty much uh, hate gay people here.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I talk well, about I things, things we're not videos. doing is cornholing. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Uh-huh.
2: But yeah, uh, I don't know. Respect the ingenuity. I, oh, yeah. I got to say, this was this just <laughs> had a lot more to talk about. It, yeah. And like like George said, um, the they're really on to a cool
1: idea here. It's just yeah. bad execution of said idea. And also, like let's be me. honest, Fred Durst added way more to the performance than he did outside. Like not oh. even a oh, 100%. Shit. yeah.
4: I agree the fact that it's more of an of a Fred Durst song is the only thing that should be considered and definitely not any other criteria <laughs> yeah
3: I agree so let's go back and finish that last episode <laughs> you just recorded
0: the uh, pieces of
3: fucking shit
0: <laughs> you gotta you gotta get yourself a man that does both like Fred Durst you see in outside he was just this liminal just entity he was just barely experienced of liminal. And then in All in the Family, he was just this absolute fever dream of an individual. Like just the absolute gayest person you can imagine. <laughs> yet simultaneously the most homophobic. It's it's something that only comes to you when you are like comatose. And then you wake up and you're like, Wow, comas are gay. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were way gayer than the songs we wrote about. <laughs> Now, that's going to be the next one is what's gayer? All in the family or being in a coma?
1: Let's think, uh, Limpus could think they're black, but they're just gay.
0: <laughs> uh, these are a bunch of Adel
2: Cut references, I believe, which, uh, there's, there's a Dick Pearls episode that, um, you should go with are talking to about better,
1: better. podcast. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Fuck, damn, fuck. damn. I'm kidding. <laughs> Just going to throw us under the bus here. And, uh, yeah, we're all, uh, we're Listen all to in the Why
2: family here. They're all great. Yeah, well, yeah. We're, we're we're all Let's in, do a rap battle between us. Yeah. <laughs> it, only this will be a three-way one with with George and um. So this is the second three-way we're doing. Yeah,
0: we got a couple three ways lined up. Yeah, there's <laughs> multiple three ways. Um, uh, oh, is this the, only the first three-way you guys have done? Jeez. No, hey, I've been in several three ways that.
1: But the this is the most consensual three-way I've ever done. Okay. <laughs> But you know, this is the first oh. time. There are six people here, so we could have two separate three ways. Well, and then, okay, I'm shutting this idea six, down two, because three. I'm, I'm into three a ways, of... not orgies. It's okay, three way I mean, WrestleMania. In I was here. talking about new metal. We could do an orgy bracket at some point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eyes wide shut in a cell. Or What? Yeah. Hell in a cell. <laughs> we could do Blue Monday versus uh, any other song orgy. <laughs> <laughs> like what? I don't know. Love a good OG. Yeah, we love OG. Great band.
3: OG. Oh, oh, that's how we say it here. Yeah, but the, yeah. the first
1: song off of Korn's uh, label, Elementary, spelled element and then tree, like the tree.
3: Oh, It's very clever. Yeah. For like an...
1: Oh, shit. But honestly, though, this is a great Fred Durst Friday. Of course, All in the Family wins because we are all in for the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah! Yeah! All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, yep, this is definitely going to be Taylor signing off on this. Oh, wait. Uh, hold on. Oops. The next episode of Fred Durst Friday, it looks like we're
2: doing the long shots versus Population 436. Yes, we're going to be reviewing any f- any two,
1: <laughs> two full Fred Durst movies. I have oh, Population 436 oh, on DVD, so I can at least give you guys that one. But the long shots, uh, this is going to be a long shot whether you can find a streamable version of that <laughs>
2: i okay. kill myself. <laughs>
1: We're going to have to watch both of these. That's yeah. going to be a serious fucking thing. Okay. I know, but that's the thing, though, is that both those movies, well, one's directed by Fred Durst, and the other is starring Fred Durst in a major role, so I, we, we had to talk about those movies sufficiently. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: And we so. will do so at and, length.
2: And
1: one of them is an Ice Cube and Kiki Palmer movie. Who doesn't want to watch that? Oh, that sounds Ooh. great. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: But yeah, uh, so this is Jess signing off. This is Taylor signing off.
0: I was Mike... This is George. Evan. i uh, lay off the bacon, everyone. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Woo. You better watch your fucking mouth, Evan. <laughs> God. God.
2: Y'all have a wonderful night. And if you haven't listened to Snowden uh, versus Lord of War, check that shit give out, too. Do it right
3: now. Or at least download it to give us numbers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It's episode 21. You. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye, peace